Welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. The Japanese census, which is run every five years, reported last year that the population has diminished by one million people. This is a pretty big deal, and it's indicative of other things that we're reporting on, but it has lots of significance for tax revenue, for the aging population. I'd like to get into that a little bit. What do you think about the declining population, Michael? It was pretty much predestined. They knew that from interim surveys, that Japan's population was re reducing. But now an official census has established that between the last national census, which was in 2010, and the most recent one in 2015, despite the fact Japanese live longer, are healthier, and are still, uh, are, are live a, a peaceful life, nevertheless, population is declining. And that's really unusual in a country that's at peace that has very, very, a very high level of social services. Of course, it was predicted, mm -hmm. but nevertheless, this number, one million down, and a clear official marking of it, has, well, it's, it's once again started the discussion regarding the aging of society and the shrinkage of Japan's population. This is important to us for a lot of reasons. The Prime Minister, in fact, has stated he doesn't want the population to dip below 100 million. And that's where it's predicted to be around 2050, which isn't so far away. Maybe for you and me, we're going to be quite aged. But nevertheless, mm -hmm. in, in terms of a population, it's not that far away from 100 million. And it would be on a pathway to go downward. He has his three arrows, the new three arrows, which are in part designed to create a situation where the population loss stabilizes, that there is going to be a level at which the population does not decline further. Because if recent trends continue by the 23rd century, there will be one Japanese <laughs> left, is, is, the, is the, the, the famous idiotic quote that's made. Uh, Nevertheless, that program, even though the Prime Minister is pushing it hard because it's his signature program in an election year, is not really going anywhere. Mathematically, it's really not possible, is it's it? It's not possible to do. Uh, it would have to require social changes that people aren't willing to, to swallow. The primary one in terms of population loss has to do uh, not with the elderly side, but on the youth side. It has to do with people getting married. Mm -hmm. Now, the uh, the average age of marriage in the 1950s was 23 for men and 22 for women. It's now above 30 for men and very close to 30, if not 30 already, for women. That means the window of fertility is much narrower. Mm -hmm. and, it, and on average, women in Japan, once they get married, have children at exactly the same rate as their, their uh, foremothers had. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have to get married, and getting married is getting delayed further and further and further. Now, in certain countries, like our home country, the United States, France, and, and the Nordic countries, they also have delayed marriage, but they haven't had the catastrophic falls in childbirth. Well, that's because the social milieu in those countries allows for out-of-wedlock births, mm -hmm. not here. Only 2% or less of births are out of wedlock. And most of those children become basically poverty statistics because single-parent households in, in Japan are in a terrible bind. Uh -huh. And so 
people tend to get married, we have the dekichatta kekkona, where, which you may want to just explain what that is. Oh, that's just, you know, a couple of people that may be engaged or maybe they're not engaged. Uh, one of them becomes pregnant. And as a result of that, well, we better get married because... Uh, we can't have an out-of-wedlock illegitimate child, because, which would be suffering social stigma. Now, those marriages don't generally last, mm-hmm. uh, but we, they, they are something. And, and in fact, we had, with this scandal uh, involving the uh, Kyoto district representative, uh, that was a dekichata kekkon with his uh, pregnant fellow diet member's uh, child. And there's just... This is uh, something that happens very commonly. But mm-hmm. most of the time, people are delaying childbirth, and that is leading to the situation where we have up today. So with that in mind, Mr. Abe has to f- figure out, if, you, if he's really serious, uh, uh, what Stupan is going to do next. Mm-hmm. And so he has his three arrows, which are not doable, but what really can be done is a question. Now... Maybe nothing can be done. Mm-hmm. Well, the census has identified the national population at 127.5 million people. Right. And, and of course, some people were missed. Uh, but generally, that's, that's the number that's been bandied about for the number of people in Japan for quite some time, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in recent years, we were losing, we were, the population dropped by 200,000, or at least estimated, Last year was by 300,000. We're going to see falls of 300, 400, 500,000 per year mm-hmm. so that the outlook for the next census five years down the road is a, a, a really big drop. Yes, I think people need to be prepared for that because they are the baby boomers of the mid-century. And now, I mean, that was a huge uh, bubble within the, the, the pyramid. They will, I mean, it will be falling precipitously. Depending on, on whether, you know, I mean, lifestyles have changed. People are eating healthier. Mm-hmm. They're exercising. They're giving up smoking. Those were big killers. Uh, so that the population may stay stable, but it's going to be really gray. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something that the society is still trying to adjust to. Right. You know, that, that we, we still have, in terms of hiring, in terms of corporate lifestyle, it's all really, we, we, we have right now the recruiting season where the young people go and they're picked up by corporations and they're brought in fresh out of college knowing nothing about the business world. That kind of behavior is still continuing in big corporations. Mm-hmm. There's no real change in terms, well, not really big t- changes. There might be small changes here and there in terms of thinking, people are going to have to be working past 65. Right. And we have to think how those people can be brought in to the workforce and get out of this permanent workforce ethic of hiring young people and having them for their careers until they're 60 and, and kicking them out the door. Right. Well, there are two vectors working against the administration. One is they have to keep this economic machine going by feeding people who are in the workforce. And that doesn't seem like it's going to work. There are only a couple things they can do. They can have more children, but that needs a 20-year lead time. They can get way. women more involved in the workforce. They've tried that. They're making attempts at that. It doesn't they, seem to be working. Well, it has put a million women into the workforce since Mr. Abe came into, into power, which is an amazing figure. But it has strained social services, especially mm-hmm. in the big cities. Right. And we, we, we have not 
pointed out that the census has shown that the the Single cities households. the cities are still magnets and sure. they are still growing. Tokyo the most of all, but still cities are are basically still viable. Mm-hmm. It's the small cities, the small towns that are emptying out like crazy. Right, and what's left there are single households, somebody that's already retired, they're living by themselves, they're living sometimes off the dole or just off their savings. Um, so there's a real disconnect between the, the city, s- tax right. revenues that that place can connect and the needs, mm-hmm. which are huge because right. these are people who are living in single households, geographically dispersed. It's something that is only beginning to hit them really hard, but they're, they're, they're absolutely overburdened by it. The other vector that is impinging on this is the tax base. With the people that are working, making a good salary, this uh, additional million um, uh, women who are in the workforce. Most of them are part-timers. They're part-timers. I mean, that's not increasing the tax base that much. No, and certainly, it, while it, they do get wages, they don't get the benefits, and they don't have the job security. Right. And that kind of psychological situation is yet another issue. I mean, mm-hmm. Mr. Abe is talking all the time about equal pay for equal work, and okay, that's great, but it's more than that. These mm-hmm. people are in constant fear of losing their jobs, and they should be because they're part-timers. They can be fired while the permanent workers can't. Right. There's a two-tier system that has evolved, and the people who are in the permanent workforce, of course, don't want it. their system changed in any way. It works for them. Mm-hmm. So. It's a rich mix. It's, it's a, a really rich, rich mix, mix in terms of, it's not just that the population is shrinking, it's that all kinds of changes are happening. Mm-hmm. Please continue to stay tuned. These are important dynamics going on in Japanese politics and in Japanese society that indicate how things might roll out in the very near term. We're watching it, we're going to share it with you. Please join us in this conversation. <laughs> 